cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the Streams Podcast, Season 2, Episode 9, Kip and Kane I Own, bringing you a full episode, our standard, bring on a guest, talk about their Cross the Streams moment in their life and the career, and then you get a reaction from me and Kane afterwards. But this one's special, launch of a new series. We've got to give a lot of credit to our podcast guru, David Gunn, uh, for giving us the idea. But we're doing, starting today, a hometown hero segment where we go back and we try to bring as many Billings, Montana, and maybe we'll expand the counties or the state, but right now, Billings, Montana, quote-unquote legends. People, athletes, personalities um, that were impactful in Billings when during their time, and now we're catching up with them, not only ourselves, but hopefully our listeners that are from the Montana area, and we start off today with Mike Hader, Billings West High School, uh, all-state, all-everything basketball player, played in one of the greatest state AA Montana basketball games of all time in 1993 versus Missoula Hellgate, 8,000 people in attendance, uh, also a Willamette Bearcat like myself, probably the reason I was at Willamette and I even knew about it was because Mike Hader went there, and boy, I was going to follow Mike Hader in a lot of different things. So, two Skyview guys, Kane and myself, interviewing a West guy, but we've got a lot of great guests lined up, including some of our Falcons. But we want to get you started with Season 2, Episode 9, Cross the Streams Podcast, Hometown Heroes with Mike Hader. Cross the Streams Podcast, Kip and Kane I own, back with you, Season 2, Episode 9. See, we're, maybe we should just do like the other podcast, Kane, and just don't do season and just say Episode 3,227. <laughs> We can sound. I, I, I like that idea. Sure. <laughs> exactly. New, much more important. New version today. This one's close to our heart because we're, we're starting our hometown heroes interview segments where we're going back to Billings, Montana. Anybody that knows us, listens to us, uh, knows we're from the Magic City. Uh, and we want to bring on guests specifically from Billings and just talk about what they're doing. Maybe, you know, we'll go through why Billings is the place it is. And we all grew up there. But also so many people from Billings and the, and the surrounding area in Montana are doing amazing things. And uh, we're lucky today, although I think the Skyview Nation might be mad at us, Kane, that we're starting off with a golden bear from West High. But we got Mike Hader with us today. Mr. Hader, say hello to everybody. How's everybody doing? Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Kip and Kane. Absolutely. So, you know, if you don't know, I'm going to give a brief history, Hader, and I'm going to go quick, but then we want you to fill in the details. But this, Mike Hader, Billings West basketball, on to Willamette University. So Hader and I have a connection through Bearcat Hoop. I wouldn't even be at Willamette University is the head coach without Mike Hader going to Willamette, as everybody used to call it back in the day. <laughs> I wouldn't even know anything about it. But Hader, one of the best basketball teams, easily one of the best basketball games ever played. We're going to get into all that business owner himself in Denver. Uh, but Mike, where we want to start, take us back when people ask you, like you're from Billings, Montana. Like, what does that encompass for you? What, what do you tell people about growing up in Billings? Uh, well, you know, first I start with uh, with just the the closeness of the community. I mean, that, that was a big part of, of everything there. You know, as I as I came through, you know, West High and and with the, being you know part of the basketball team and and uh, for three years on the varsity, uh, you got to know a lot of people in the community, and, and that was great. Mm -hmm. You know, you walk through you walk through you know Rimrock Mall and people recognize you they say hi they want to talk about the game you know it's it's very very close-knit very family at first and uh i really appreciated that about it you know it really really kind of got the roots uh in place there now were you a riverside kid a will james kid what, what was the path to west so i uh when i was in grade school i, I lived right by west high okay um uh like i mean within within a mile of West High. So I went to Miles Avenue Elementary School, um, which is kind of off of, uh, I want to say Broadwater and maybe 15th or 16th. Okay. And then, and then from there I went to, uh, Lewis and Clark. Oh uh, yeah. Is, was Lewis and Clark so, split then like half to senior, half to West? Yeah. And that, and that was tough, you know, cause, cause when I started Lewis and Clark, we had moved 
after my elementary, so I moved into senior high district, but was you know, but I was still in, in junior high, so I went to Lewis and Clark. So majority of my friends all were going to senior. Oh, okay. And then my and then my eighth grade year, my mom remarried, and we moved up, you know, West End underneath the rims, you know, out Shiloh. And yeah. Then, Shiloh and 38th. That would, I mean, that has got to add it for people that aren't Billings natives listening to the podcast. West High Senior High rivalry is like any, like Ohio State, Michigan, the Red Sox, Yankees, like people just typically, that one gets the blood boiling. But you literally are like kind of, now that I think about it, knowing the Mike Hader and the Golden Bears, like knowing you probably had a lot of friends at senior. I did, you know, and that, and that, like I said, that was a hard, that was a hard part of going to West is that a majority of my of my close friends from junior high were all going to senior, and then I'm going to West, so you know I got to meet a whole group of friends and and you know kind of dive into the pool. Yeah, um, no floating with no floating. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So uh, so that that was a, that was a challenge to start, but but again, um, you know. Just being the community that Billings is, you mm-hmm. know, you meet people. You meet people really easy and really fast. Basketball program, and of course, you know that's where you're going to meet all your, you know, your 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 closest and dearest friends is the ones that you plan playing with the whole time and around most of the time. So yeah, so that was that was nice to have that, you know kind of introduction to, to new people. Um, so yeah, so there, you know, I met Jared Hansen, um, Danny Sullivan. I met him this, that summer after our freshman year and he was actually going to senior at the time. Oh, I, don't know if you, I, don't know if I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Danny was, uh, was a freshman at Billing senior and then, but he had, he had gone to Will James and, you know, he was in that in between where majority of Will James went to, went to West, but some of Will James went to senior. And so he was in that senior district. So he went to senior his freshman year. And then my buddy, Jared Hansen, who him and I were really close. Mm-hmm. And Jared, and Jared and Danny were really close. So that's how the three of us kind of all got together was through Jared. And then that summer, we, we just had such a blast, you know, doing camps, mm-hmm. playing basketball together, uh, that we, we kind of convinced Danny to, to make that move. Yeah. I'm and, sure uh, Pat O'Connor was not happy with you guys. Yeah. Not, oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And you probably remember a lot of the names of senior back then. You know, it was the Matt Garrisons, the yeah. Nate Dolans, the Todd Buchanan's, the Tyler Dahlbergs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they had they had a very talented uh, athletic program over there too. Not just Eli, basketball, uh, football. Eli, uh, Eli um, Workman. Eli Workman. Yeah, wow. he, again, another good friend of mine. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we started school uh, our sophomore year, and we're in that initial assembly. You know, to start the school year off, and we look over, and who do we see? We see Danny Sullivan and Aaron standing there in the corner. Yeah, and and Jared and I look at each other, just high five. <laughs> so you might have, you might get credit for starting the trend of high school transfers, of recruiting yeah, other and athletes. Yeah, I think that was one of the first. So right. Uh, but I mean that that shifted that shifted the landscape of you know those those you know epic basketball games, Absolutely. basketball teams. You know, if Danny Sullivan goes to senior for four years. You know, it's him, Garrison, Dahlbergman, Buchanan yeah. on, on that team, and and it, it takes a big piece of our team away. So uh, that was a, that was a big move in uh, you know in the landscape of, of the Billings High School athletic. Uh, you know, yeah, Kane and Kane jump in on this too because for everybody out there, like at the same time you guys are coming through ripping and roaring, all as the head coach at Skyview. <laughs> <laughs> I re- right, like I remember, like many conversations, Kane. Especially, like I feel like your group. You remember when Jason Bays joined your guys's group? Oh yeah, that was. Right? Uh, I feel that- like West High and the Hater Crew. You guys were damn near like the Fab Five in Montana, <laughs> like because you guys were wearing black socks, and everybody's like, "What the hell is West doing?" Yeah. They got black socks on. You had cutoffs underneath, and you guys. I remember Kane. You remember they played at Central, and Hater and Bay's swag level was through the roof. Mm-hmm. And he was scouting, and we were like, "Yeah, you you, you can't you can't guard them." Like Jason Yoakum <laughs> and Jeff Glover, they can't guard those guys. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a, that was a great time. You know, it, it was like you said, the the Michigan Fab Five was just coming through, and uh, and and we we just we fell in love with them, you know, as a, as a group and, you know, their attitude, their swag, their, you know, their, the way they wore their baggy shorts and the socks and, and just the, you know, that I kind of, I don't give a shit. Right. Attitude, you know? Yeah. And, and so we, I mean, as much as you can adopt that kind of, you know, I don't want to say gangster, but you know, kind of thuggish mm-hmm. attitude. Can't really do that in Billings. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
we, we emulated them a lot and uh and and it was a fun time yeah. you know we we uh we got a lot of a lot of followers we had a lot of haters along with it um but but it was a fun time and and you know jason that was my was my junior year uh jason base came in for his his senior year, mm-hmm. his year older, and that just kind of that kind of ignited it right there the and now so take me through like first of all i just in, envision you sullivan hanson rolling i'm glad you said rimrock mall because kids don't just roll through the mall anymore these days. Like, I don't even go to malls. But I just envision like you three like royalty walking the three different aisleways. At, or were there four at Rimrock Mall? Yeah. Like, how many aisles are there? there? I think there's three main wings of the Rimrock Mall. <laughs> right? J.C. Penny to Wards and back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There you go. I, I do feel it like... About 20, 20, 25 minutes, you can walk the whole mall. <laughs> <laughs> and then rinse, repeat. Maybe stop yeah. at the arcade. Right? But uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> We were we just we, we would just cop a squat right in the middle of the of the mall, you know that right in the center. Oh the yeah, center. yeah. Like I just feel like you guys did have that level of and celebrities probably extreme, but absolutely known quantities in buildings. Like even us rejects out in the heights where Kane and I were at, like everybody knew who you guys were based on not just being you guys were really good, but like you mentioned, the way you played I you had to have talked Robeson into bigger shorts because you guys had oh, yeah, much no, better yeah. uniforms than what my exactly. dad was putting Skyview out. Out in. Yeah, my, my freshman year we played, and I mean, I, I thought I was wearing underwear. <laughs> I mean, with those shorts that we're playing, we're playing with. So we, yeah, we come in as the, you know, and, and, and with Doug, you know, it, it was great for Doug because that was, you know, he, he, his first year as a head coach at Billings West was our freshman year. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. so okay. We were his first we were his first group of kids that he had from freshman year to senior year. And so, yeah. so I mean, that, that, that was a big, that's a big thing for me because, uh, I, you know, I, I looked at Doug like a father to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my, my parents had split and uh, my dad, had moved to Washington, so he wasn't around as much, and so so Doug really kind of kind of filled that void, you know, as as kind of that father figure, somebody I could look to for advice, and 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 he's still a great friend of mine. So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, that that was a very 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 important part of, of my growing up, and, and re- I'm really thankful that I that I had someone like Doug to to kind of fill that void. The in in that time frame, and, and I know you've been, you know, I want to get through to you know college for you, Bozeman time for you, now in Denver doing great things. I feel like we all of us were lucky. Like the newspaper still was a big deal. Like color eight, KBQ two, like highlight package were still a big deal. And in Montana and Billings, like West playing Skyview or Senior or even CMRs, like that was like the show. People were waiting all week for this type of stuff to happen. And even now, I don't think high schools, you know, unless you're Oak Hill Academy or somebody, I don't think the high school scene. And maybe that's just me speaking from Salem now. But the high school scene isn't what it was when you guys were were. were doing your thing yeah i mean you know then especially in montana you know we don't have any professional sports in billings there was you know there's a division two school there's not even division one right. college so so i mean that's what that's what people got behind was the high schools you know and and there's four of them there and 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 at, and at that you know that era from you know the the early 1990s you know till you know that that decade of the 90s there was some talent that came through mm-hmm. seeing the sky west i mean it, it was it was just a and it, it was easy for you know the communities to get behind their schools because it was a fun fun brand that they put on the court. You know, a lot of great kids. Yeah. Not not just not just athletically, but you know, they mark kids and you know friendly kids, and so it was just a good time for 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 Billings and and for the the athletic scene there. What were the summers like for you guys? Because AAU is huge. So were you guys playing BCI? Were you guys like what was the? I can't like for me like I came up and there was one Montana team we played BCI in Phoenix, but I yeah. What, what were you guys doing? Yeah, and that's and that's pretty much it. You know, I mean, we, we played all summer long, but it wasn't you know like travel. It wasn't traveling teams or anything like that. We just we'd actually go down to you know parks. Oh, okay. and just find uh-huh. pickup games in parks. You know, and and uh, anytime we can get in the gym, anytime Doug would let us in the gym, we'd be you know pickup games there. And, you know, we were playing against college, trying to play against college older guys. You know. That were a little bit more physical and you know more experienced just to mm-hmm. kind of just take you know we, we take our beating yeah and you know because we knew it was going to help make us better right um, but yeah. i know i remember my junior year i played on a team a traveling it was just like, like you said a bci kind of thing uh maybe this is after i think this might have been after my sophomore year we went to 
uh, Los Angeles for a tournament down there. I mean, you know, we go down there and the O'Bannon brothers, were, you know, they went to UCLA. They're yeah. playing in it. All the top, you know, Raleigh Massimino, all these coaches yeah. are down there. So, I mean, it was a great experience. Right. And then, and then the next year, after the summer in between my uh, junior and senior year, we did do the BCI down in Arizona. And again, you know, all the scout, you know, all the, the college coaches are down there. Uh, I remember one of the big names we played against down there was Randy Livingston. Oh, yes. yes. He <laughs> wow. went to like LSU, yeah. but yeah. blew out his knee. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Went to LSU, had a little NBA career, but then had a bad knee injury. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, there, we played against some good competition, but but it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't all throughout the summer. I mean, you know, those yeah. tournaments were just, you know, one week of the summer. Right. But then we kept we kept ourselves busy. You know, like I said, just finding pickup games wherever we could because we just loved to play. We did yeah. Yeah. You know, there were other people, you know, going out to parties and doing this and doing that. And, you know, we we just go over to Jared's house. And he had a, a basket in his in his driveway, and we turn the lights on of the cars and the garage, and just play till you know midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. We just play all night long. Right. And that's something that's changed a lot now is that you know with all the social media and the video games and the Fortnites and all that, you know, kids kids don't don't do that anymore. You know. Right. It's it's like pulling to get them into the gym these days. Oh, I was just gonna ask. With all these uh, pickup games game. you're doing over the course of summer, was there any time with, with um, other high school players? Like, was it the Billings West team showing up at a park, and then all of a sudden here comes Eli Workman and Garrison from Senior showing up at the same park, and you guys had these crosstown rivals pickup games over the course of summer? Did that ever occur? Did you guys organize together? How did that work out? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, because, again, you know, just a different era back then, you know, no one had cell phones. <laughs> right. You know? So... So, I mean, to get a hold of somebody, you had actually had to call their landline at their house. And so, you know, yeah. we didn't really worry about that. We just kind of, you know, like Danny, Jared, and I, we, we'd get together and we'd all right, let's go down to Terry Park because we knew yeah. that there's a game there every day at, you know, four o'clock. They'd start playing for a couple hours. There was, and, it, and, and it was a lot of the Native Americans that were playing mm-hmm. down there, which, which, which was amazing because yeah. the, the style of basketball that they play, you know, the, the up and down, the, you yep. know, there wasn't many fouls called. So, you know, it, it, it definitely, it definitely toughened us up and, and, and taught us a, a whole new new style of basketball and a new way to play, and, and, mm-hmm. and it helped us a ton. Did you and, guys, uh, Mike, did you guys, because I remember, like, even my senior year, we had a hell of a team. we get to the state semis in L.A., but I'll tell you what, Harden beat the hell out of us. Yeah. They were so yeah. good. Was there a team like a Lodge Grass or something that you guys played, maybe even Big Sky State games, that, man, if they'd have been on the A level, people would have known more about them? Oh, yeah, no, and, and, that, and again, that comes back to just, you know, that, that's what they did since they were, you know, when they were, since they were walk and talk, they were yeah. throwing a basketball at a hoop. So, you know, they, they put the time in and they put the effort in to, to be good players and they were great players. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, you know, when we, when we went through there, you know, we played a lot of, you know, the, the Laurels and the Centrals and the eight, you know, some of those yeah. eight schools. There wasn't any teams there that could beat us out of that level. Right. And not, not. You know, saying that we were well, you pretty damn good. Just, just saying that we uh, we had a good team, and you know, but we did. You know, we had our struggles with the the Hellgates. Yeah, and, uh, well, that, I mean, I guess know. that's a great segue, right, to Jr. Camel and Hellgate. And probably, I'm not making this up. I think it's the greatest game in the history of Montana high school basketball. That, there's no okay. question. There is no question. We've seen, obviously, between the two of us, we've seen a lot of basketball in Montana growing up with our dad being a head coach at Skyview. Not that many games in, uh, actually uh, involve Skyview. Skyview. <laughs> we, watched, we watched a lot of basketball nonetheless. In that game, I can still remember sitting in the fourth row of Metro Park because we had, obviously, really good seats because our dad was a head coach. And sitting right behind your guys' bench and watching this, was it three overtimes? Uh, was two it overtimes. Two overtimes. And, I mean, it was phenomenal basketball. Back and forth. It, it is still one of the greatest in-person games I've ever witnessed. And people listening, this is the 93 AA championship in Billings, the Metro. I There had to be 7,000, 8,000 people there. I never got an exact number, but I've heard between eight and 10,000. Do you game. have a video of that? Do you, Danny, Jared? We should ask Ryan Dick since we're, you know, we know Kelsey. Yeah, and we yeah. should, does anybody have a video? Like I would YouTube um, viral the hell out of that game. You know, I'm, I'm sure I do, but you know, the funny thing about that is I've only watched that game one time. Oh, God. I bet it's so painful. I don't. Well, I don't yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I mean, and I just I remember it. You know, yeah. I, remember, I remember it so well. And, and and again, the pain of it hurt. You know, it, it was. Uh, we had just played them probably two weeks prior in Missoula. Okay. Yep. And at at Dahlberg Arena there, and they uh, they put a slapping on us pretty good there. Camel had like a triple double, uh, and 
you know, that was number one versus number two in the state. Yeah. And, and they, and they handled us pretty good up there in Missoula. And so we had kind of a sour taste in our mouths going into that tournament. And that, that we were, we, we were on a mission. We wanted, yeah. we wanted them again. You know, that, that's what we wanted. We wanted to play them again. So, you know, get, getting to that championship game, you know, wasn't, I mean, that wasn't the goal. It was winning that championship game. And we obviously fell a little short, but, but again, like you said, I, I, you know, as being one of the best games and, and, and then, you know, different eras, you can, you can say there was probably better games, you know, maybe in the sixties, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe after we've been gone. But I mean, I still have people come up to me when I'm back in Montana and they, they bring that game up and they're like, yeah, I remember that game. That was the best game I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, and that's a great compliment to hear, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, the pain is worn off of losing, you know, you still, still wish you would have won, but, yeah. but again, just being a part of a, a showcase like that was, I mean, just special. Yeah, seventy-one uh, you know, sixty-eight double overtime, and I feel like there were so many big baskets that mm-hmm. felt like, oh, that's it. I mean, I remember Danny had a hell of a dunk. Camel oh, had a hell of a dunk. Yeah, I think there were like four dunks in the game. Right. I mean, in Montana, I folks, you. dunking yeah. in a game in Montana—that's like bringing the house down. Just one dunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you, don't, you don't see that too often in many high school games in, up in Montana. But yeah, I mean, like there was four dunks, and and you know just. Back and forth. I think we had a, I think we had like about a seven point lead at halftime, and things were looking good. And then they fought back, and, you know, clawed back and got it tied. You know, through first overtime, and then into the second overtime. I mean, it was it was uh, just an epic game, and I'm proud to be a part of it. Like I said, you know, I wish we'd been on the other end, but but again, still one of the best memories I have in my life playing that game. The now take us from there. How does Mike Hader, Billings West, end up with Gordy James, Willamette University? Well, that's a that's a good. Uh, it's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so coming out of high school, you know, I was I was one of the top, yep. you know, five, ten players in the state. Uh, I was hoping, you know, hoping I'd get an offer from Montana State mm-hmm. University, of Montana, one of the D- Division One schools in in the state. And and both both letters I got from them were they wanted me to walk on. And me at that time, you know, I still I had a little bit of an ego, you know. Yeah, so of course. That, that was kind of that was kind of a slap to the face, you know, saying that they wanted me to walk on. So. I was kind of kind of upset about that. Um, was that tough for you and Danny's relationship with him getting an offer? Um, no, because at first, at first he didn't get an offer either. Okay, he he was a late. He got a late offer. Like after I think after I had already I had already decided where I was going to go. Yeah, and, and and the reason I the reason I picked Willamette is because of a friend of mine in high school. His dad was a lawyer, and I was I was kind of interested in the law at that point. Mm-hmm. And Willamette has very good law school, and so and so that was kind of what brought my attention to Willamette was that, you know, hey, it's, it's a very good academic school. They got a nice law school, you know, right there at, on the campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then the ceiling deal was the fact that they, 1993, my senior year, is when Willamette, they won the national championship for their division. So not only was it a good academic school, they obviously had a, you know, competitive basketball program, you know, not, not the level that I, I felt I could have played at, but mm-hmm. But at, but at a competitive level. And still, NAI scholarship, you know, for being a good player. You know, we're not yeah, that exactly. anymore, folks listening, unfortunately. We're going uh, D3 academics, lots of money, but none <laughs> for being a hooper like Mike Hader was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't get much back then either. It, it, it covered maybe, I mean, between my athletic and academic, uh, uh, you know, grants or whatever they call mm-hmm. them now, uh, uh, it covered about half my – my tuition and everything. So I still, I still have some, some school debt when I got out, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was, I was happy that I left the state and experienced, you know, something new and something different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oregon was great. I, the only thing I didn't like about Oregon was the rain. <laughs> I, I, I didn't like the gray. Right. Uh, you know, kind of came in in October and didn't leave till, you know, April. Yeah. So, um, but no, I had a great time out there. I met, met great people. Uh, Gordy, taught me taught me a ton uh, he taught me a lot of stuff you know i went in there as this cocky you know freshman and and kind of got put on my ass a couple times by him <laughs> which, was, which was much deserved right uh, uh, but he but he actually helped me grow up a lot and, and i and i will always be forever in debt for him for that you know he humbled you know humbled me and you know made me made me see that i needed you know i needed to work for what i what i was going to get not just 
get handed to me. Was there for me, you know, following a similar path to you being, you know, I'm this big dog from Montana coming out here. One thing I really struggled with early was just the difference in people giving a damn. And you played even at Willamette when there were still good crowds, you know, 1,500, 2,000. Yeah. When I got out here, you know, coming from, hey, we play West at Skyview, we're packing the place. And now we're playing Linfield here. And there might be 800 people. And I was just like, yeah. what in the hell is going on? Because I knew the basketball we were playing was good. Like we were playing good collegiate level basketball, but just with the Ducks and the Blazers and the Beavers, I, I really struggled with that until I, you know, internalized that it don't matter who's in the stands, Kip. Like we, we care because we want to beat them ourselves. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and like you said, that, that was one reason why the high school crowds in, in Montana were so big is because there wasn't, you know, they didn't have the Ducks or the Blazers. Or mm -hmm. the, you know, they didn't have the pro. They didn't have the major college. So, so. You know, we were we got we got, we were fortunate to play in front of those big crowds at, at such a you know young age, and, and that, that was a, you know, and like you said, when I got there, our team, the, my first two years, we went to the national tournament and made it to the quarterfinals, so we still had a really good team. Yeah. And, and uh, and had really nice crowds. What was your major here? So I was a business economics uh, major at Willamette. Gotcha. And and again, that's pretty general. I mean, it doesn't really push you, you know, into anything really after you're done. When I was, you know, 19 to 22, when I was at college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. You know, like I said, I I, I was interested in law. Was interested in medicine and those kind of, you know, just kind of fell by the wayside while I was at school. You know, I, I just wanted to play basketball. And, yeah. And go to school and get a degree and and so yeah so then when I got done you know I was like okay what do you do now <laughs> but, <laughs> but but I but I'm really happy you know I, an opportunity opened up in Bozeman mm -hmm. uh, my my parents had bought a, a business a rental car business that they own the franchise rights for Dollar Rent a Car in in Billings and in Bozeman and so my mom and stepdad lived in Billings and so they were running that one so they needed someone to run the one in Bozeman. So, so that just kind of was a no-brainer decision, yeah. you know, because I still had my, you know, my good friend Danny Sullivan and, and Adam Leachman and, you know, Scott Hatler and Todd Buchanan, all these guys that I've known from, from high school in Montana, they were all still going to school there. So, so that, that was, that's what brought me to Bozeman was to help my parents out run their business and then also to, you know, to be closer to my, my high school friends. That, yeah. That, and that was, that was uh, going to be my, my next question from the hater in college in Oregon, back to Bozeman, through to Santa Fe Reds, through to your restaurant bar now. Like, take us through that business progression because you're doing amazing things. You got a spot right across from the freaking Coors Field in Denver. Take us through that, the entrepreneur in you, how that kind of, how that, how that worked. Well, yeah. I mean, again, like I said, when I got out of college, I was like, well, what do I really want to do? And I mean, and when you get out of college and shit, how you're 22 years old, you don't, you shouldn't know what you're going to do. Right. Um, you, know, you just got to get, you know, more experience under your belt and all this. So, so, you know, helping my parents run that business, that was, that was a great help, you know, just learning how to run a business. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, like I said, at Santa Fe Reds, which is a, uh, you know, Mexican restaurant bar there in Bozeman, I just, I started working there just because, you know, my friends were all going to school and so they had homework and stuff. And on the nights I was like kind of bored. So I was like, well, yeah. you know, wait, wait tables or bartend, do something <laughs> yeah. take up my time. Right. So yeah, so I got into that and, and just, and fell in love with that. With my personality, I'm pretty outgoing, and, you know, want to meet new people. And, and that was a perfect perfect spot to do that you know everybody came through Santa Barbara so you know I got to know most of the community through working there mm -hmm. and and that was that was great you know I met a lot of great connections and, and I did that and then I did that for a lot of years and my parents ended up selling selling the rental car place you know what was it maybe four years down the road and so then I just went full-time at the restaurant still still you know just having fun and yeah playing a ton of playing a ton of basketball and not really <laughs> not really knowing what or, or where I wanted to go. Um, so then, yeah, then next thing you know, you know, it's 10 years later and, and I'm like, well, gosh, I, you know, I, I know this business. It's, it's time to do something, you know, for myself. Mm -hmm. And so a friend of mine he, uh, in Bozeman, um, he, he was looking to, to start a business. He had got some family money through an inheritance and wanted to invest it in a business. And, and so he, he approached me about moving to Denver and, and trying to do a, you know, a sports bar, concept down here and the reason we, we chose denver is one it's you know it's, it's impossible to get a liquor license in montana because of the cost of it you know? really that's something yeah, yeah. I, i'm unaware yeah. of that yeah so in, in montana they, they only give they give out a certain number of licenses and it's based on population per county and so so the value of a license in montana 
I mean, it's a, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a great thing if you have a license because it, it's, it's worth, you know, a million yeah. dollars. But, but if you don't have one, unless you have a million dollars, you can't afford to get one. Wow. So, so I'm assuming, so yeah, that, if you were looking at Gallatin County, or is, is that what Bozeman's in? Yep. Yeah. The population is, even though that one's, I'm sure, growing in number compared to Yellowstone. Uh, yeah, since we've left in the last eight years, it's grown a bunch. And there, yeah. and there, are, there are available licenses now. But again, you know, you still have to purchase that license. Right. Uh, for, for the market value, which, I mean, I don't, I, it's probably not a million now, but it's, it's you know, half a million at least. See, there um, we go, Kane. We're learning stuff. We're teaching people things across the streets. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, and, and so down in Denver, uh, there's no they don't they don't put a limit on the number of licenses. You know, all you have to do is 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 have the money and not be a felon and yeah, you know, and have an idea. And so <laughs> and so we came down here. It was really you know it was really easy to get a license. Our original plan was to buy a to buy an, an existing bar and just kind of slowly through time just kind of morph it into what we wanted. Yeah. But when we were down here in 2010, we were you know we were, had a had a uh, business brokerage firm helping us find places. Uh, they, they had this property that was open. It was, uh, it was, no one was in it. It was for lease, right? Down in half a block from Coors Field. And so, although that wasn't, you know, our initial plan was to, you know, do our own concept, we went down there and took a look at it anyway. And we just were like, we just fell in love with it as soon as we walked in, you know, being a half a block from the stadium. My business partner and I are, you know, we're huge sport, sport nuts. Yeah. So we just, we looked at each other and we're like, we have this is what we have to do and so we you know complete 180 in our planning we had to go from taking over an existing business to creating our own business yeah hmm. and that was that was i mean it was a whirlwind how that all happened you know this was in april when of 2010 and then by july of 2010 we were moving to denver and then by september 2010 we were opening our first, our wow. first that's a heck of a whirlwind and, yeah and, and and when we opened we opened september so so What's September? The last month of the baseball season. Right. <laughs> so we're like, oh shit. There's no more games at the stadium that we're half a block from. Yeah. And then oh, no. in winter where it's cold and not as many people are coming out. So we're like, what the hell did we do? <laughs> and so, you know, we're, we go through six months over the winter there, that first year year we were open. And we didn't know if we were going to make it to, to spring because because everyone was telling us, you know, you can get to March, you know, there's get St. Patty's Day, there's a big parade. I think, I, I want to say, I've heard it's the third largest parade in the United States. Oh, wow. St. Patty's really? Parade in Denver, uh, behind wow. Chicago and New York. Wow. Um, but yeah, and, and that, that might be a little off, but that's what I've heard. It's the third largest. But anyway, big parade. You get to that day, you know, it's, it's your best day of the year. You know, two weeks later, you have opening day of baseball, and then you got the baseball here all summer long. So if you make it to there, you should be all right. And, uh, and well, we, we, Barely made it there, and, got it. and then just kind of started grabbing some traction, you know, after being open a year, and, and then you know, and then it just kind of just kind of took off, and then and then also the timing of everything was perfect because 2010, 2011, that's kind of when the economy started to recover mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, from the 2008 dip, and so so people you know started spending money again. Denver just exploded, yeah. And, you know, the marijuana industry just it took Denver by storm. And so it has. I mean, the last four years, you can't you can't go a day without seeing a dozen cranes, you know, throughout downtown yeah. Denver. They're, they're just building apartments, office space. I mean, it, it's it's been awesome. And then uh, four years ago, well, three and a half, we opened up our. We have another bar on the roof of, of Haters, which is you know right by downtown by the baseball stadium. Uh, the summer of, or the spring of 2015, we opened that. It's uh, called Cat 14. And so we have two different concepts in the same location, a rooftop bar and then a main level bar. Are those geared toward different demographics, different times of day? I mean, I, I've been, I'm lucky enough to have been there. I didn't get upstairs. But talk about the, the work in that in the same area, two different bars. Yeah, so so there's about four other bars in our area that have rooftop patio bars. And what we noticed when we were down there is that, you know, their bars are the same up and down. They're the, you know, they're exactly the same. So if either everybody's all upstairs or everybody's all up or all downstairs. We wanted to create a place where 
which would be four downstairs and four upstairs at the same time. Ah, okay. So, so our downstairs level is is like the sports bar during the day. Kind of transforms into I wouldn't say a nightclub, but we have a DJ and you know dance floor. We have the beer pong. It's a little younger crowd. Yeah. Um, and then our rooftop is a, is more of a beer garden. We have seventy draft beers. Oh wow. Uh, every everything is local, so all the beers are brewed in Colorado. All the spirits are distilled in Colorado. Um, majority of our food is sourced from Colorado, uh, so so that's a little bit. Uh, it's it's more it's more you know chill, like where you can sit and kind of socialize. It doesn't have the loud music, mm-hmm. um, so it's, it's a little older crowd upstairs. But but the nice thing is, you, know, you get the old, little older crowd upstairs and they have to get a few in them. And they come downstairs and they hear that that beat going from the DJ. Yeah. And they, they downstairs. <laughs> I love it. Have you? I want to give you time too to update everybody on on family. You mentioned your your daughter. What have you have you noticed between Montana and Colorado? Because I've noticed in recruiting Colorado kids, like we've been lucky and got four or five kids from Colorado to come play for us. But I tell you what, the second they graduate, they're going home. Not because they hated Oregon, but they freaking love Denver. Like the loyalty yeah. to is it the is it the seasons in Denver? I mean, is it the people? Is there a cross relationship? Which because you think of both, like Montana and Colorado, mountains and snow. But what have you noticed? Be, you know, living in one, being from another. Well, you know, that's you know, I love Montana. You know, and I'll always be a Montana. You know, I'll, I'll never lose that. You know, that aspect of, of me as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The, the, the winters just started killing me up there. Yeah. You know, I just couldn't handle the, the six months of snow. Right. You know, I, I, it's not that I hate snow. I don't, I don't mind seeing the snow. I just didn't like how long it lasted. Yeah. So, and so moving down to Denver, which I didn't really notice at the time, but found out real quick that it's a lot more mild down here. Okay. Uh, the things I've heard, there's more more sunny days here in Denver than there are in San Diego. See, the Uber guy in Denver told me that. <laughs> you guys That's got this word. thing rehearsed. Um, and then, and then you know, my business partner, he's a big skier. I was never a big skier because basketball season and skiing season always, you know, were the same time. So yeah. coaches never wanted you to go ski because they didn't want you to get hurt. So I never really got that into skiing. You know, I like to go up to the mountains and, you know, hang out. But I'm not a, you know, diehard first first lift to the last lift. Right. Uh, but my business partner, he is, he's like that. He grew up in Bozeman. He, he skis all the time. And so he wanted to be somewhere, you know, where he could get to the mountains. And mm-hmm. I mean, this is a perfect place because one, the mountains are, you know, hour, hour and a half away. Two, two, when it snows, it only snows in the mountains. Right. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't snow much in the city. When it does snow in the city, it's gone within a couple of days. So but I've, I've, I've actually picked up golf in the last eight, 10 years. And, and, I, and I golf year round here. In, in, yeah. And Denver. there's no way you could do that in Montana. You can't even do that yeah, in Oregon, exactly. really. I mean, you're going to get soaked if you go in the rainy season during or- in Oregon. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I in the last three years I've played at least once in every single month of the of the year, uh, wow. which is awesome. Um, and 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 again, that it helps for our business too because we have that outdoor rooftop bar. We still use oh, our outdoor yeah. rooftop bar in February, January. You know, because we get seventy degree days, in, you know, in the middle of winter. Have you found that does your business spike if the Rockies are better? Does it spike if it's the Cubs? Like, oh, how has that worked out for you with that location? Yeah, and that's another part of the thing that, that just really was pretty neat about Denver, too, is that being downtown Denver, you rarely meet somebody that's from Denver. Okay. Huh. Like it, it, Denver is a melting pot of the whole Midwest, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, you know, Texas, because because of how great it is. Yeah. And, you know, it's a bigger city with a lot of opportunity. So people in the Midwest, they get down to college, they move to they moved to Denver. Wow. Uh, so, so that that that's a neat thing, which also helps, you know, business because they the Cubs are in town. Well, I mean, Cubs have a big following regardless, but there's a ton of people from Chicago that live here. They St. Louis Cardinals are in town. There's a ton of people from St. Louis that live. You know, so you have all these all these uh, you know visiting teams that have a great following in the city of Denver. So, so I mean, that's why the Rockies are top ten in attendance every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kane, anything before before we, we, we wrap up from, from your end with Mike Hader, Billings Hometown Hero Series with us? Yeah, man, just a, a couple things that uh, I always like to, to ask uh, guys that are doing just different things but have a sports background is how much did your sports background really help you as far as 
owning a business, managing people. What are some of the parallels that you've been able to draw from your, your basketball career right into your entrepreneur career and your business owning career? Oh, I mean, they, they parallel each other so much. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, if you, if you look at the business structure, you know, it's like, okay, the owner is the head coach. Yep. Uh, and then you, and then you got your team captains, which are your managers. And then you got, you know, your employees, which are the rest of the, the team. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, every, I, I mean, everything that I learned in sports translates 100% into the business world. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's just, it's great too. I mean, because, you know, I just, I'm sure I, as you guys did growing up, 85% of your time was spent with sports. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's nice to know that, that that 85% of your time is, is paying off for you in the long run. <laughs> was it, we weren't just wasting you know? our time. <laughs> yeah. You weren't sitting there playing video games, you know, playing Fortnite all night. Right. Yep. You know, that, that's not going to help. Mm-hmm. Kane, I'm really glad you asked that question. Mike, have you found like, you know, if you get a resume for somebody you're going to hire, do you look for sports background? Like not necessarily, I don't care how many points a game you scored, but you right. were part of a team at some point. Do you, is that a distinguishing characteristic for somebody? I mean, it, it's not something that I sort of look for, but but in an, in the interview process, you know, it all it'll always come up gotcha. just because that's, that's where my head's at. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm always thinking, and especially with the, the part of town that we're in, you know, you need to have a little bit of a sports background just so that you can, with your customers, you know, be able to talk baseball yeah. with them, be able to talk mm-hmm. Broncos with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's nice to have that that little bit of information or background that you can re- you know rely on to to help break that ice with that with the you know, the customer at the bar or the table, you know, table of six guys sitting there going to the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you ever, do you ever find yourself uh, <laughs> using some old coaching cliches that you heard from uh, coach Robinson <laughs> or coach James? Do you ever find yourself using those with your, with your workers throwing out some old, <laughs> some old head coaching quotes or, or things that have stuck with you over the years? <laughs> there's a, there's a few like coach Robinson. The one that stands out to me is he always used the word tremendous. Everything was tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a tremendous effort. It was, that was a tremendous shot. That was, you know, and I try to steer clear of that stuff because you know it's stuck in my head. That's something that I you know, <laughs> I, I like to try to keep it fresh. Right. And then, yeah. Yeah. Gordy, got it. I, I couldn't even repeat half the stuff he used to say. <laughs> so, <laughs> Don't get ready to be ready. Is that you yeah, ever throw that one out at somebody? Boy, and, that's, and that was and that's the thing. Either either that you, you couldn't repeat it because you couldn't say it the way he said it, or you couldn't repeat it because you just had no idea what it meant. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, we we need a bunch of ombres. We need ombreism, yeah. Coach. What are you ombre. talking? Yeah, you need a little bit of ombre. <laughs> Oh, wow. um, yeah, man. What? What? So you mentioned obviously Montana always going to be home for you. Is there ever going to be a haters bar in Montana somewhere? Is there ever going to be an opportunity for you to, yeah. to come bring that business up to to Bozeman Billings? Most likely Bozeman, I would imagine before Billings. But is that yeah. potentially that, something? I, you know, I still get back a couple times a year to Bozeman, to Billings. You know, my family's still in Billings, so yeah. um, I get that question. I get that question asked a lot, and you know, Bozeman especially. You know, that's that's where I met you know a lot of a lot of real close friends there. You know, because I mm-hmm. spent you know from when I was twenty two to thirty five. That's where I spent you know the majority of my you know becoming yep. a, becoming an adult, becoming a you know a man there. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I would love to have that opportunity to do something like that because, like you said, I mean, I, I'm Montana inside. I mean, that's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would definitely be something if it does. If it does happen, I'm only going to be live. I'll only live in Montana in the summer. Yeah. And I'm out. <laughs> Can we make sure that our parents listen to your podcast? Because we've been trying to get them to move during the winter for 10 years. Gosh, I need to, especially after the winter the Billings had and Bozeman had last year. Gosh. Oh, it's brutal. Brutal. Yeah. And I suppose now that we know, we got to we got to get on some politicians with that liquor license situation, obviously. Yes? Well, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Start lobbying a little bit. Easier for the little guy to, to get something. Yeah. Going. Hey, hey, before we let you go, Mike, let everybody know how can they follow you? Your I mean, let us know about the family life. Uh is haters on social media. How do people keep up to date with you besides listening to Cross the Streams podcast, of course? <laughs> yeah, we uh so 
Our website um, is Haters and Co. Company, but shortened to Co. Co. All spelled out. Haters and Co. Dot com. That'll be the haters website. Um, our other one is our other bar is called Tap Fourteen, all spelled out. Tap Fourteen dot com. Uh, that, that that can follow the businesses down here. Um, I'm on social media. I'm not not a lot. I'll, I'll check every once in a while. Um, my wife keeps up. She uh, she keeps up on that with the pictures of the baby and everything. Yeah, uh, important. And, and, That's and, important. And, she, and she's actually a, a going Skyview graduate. So. Really? Oh, she came yeah. over to the good side. Yeah. So yeah, so you should. He's a Sky, Sky View Falcon. That's amazing. What what was same class as you? Different class? What was it? No, she's uh, she was younger. She's probably uh, let's see, it would have been two thousand four. Oh, what's okay. the name? That's Kane's era. Uh, Beckett, Alyssa Beckett. Okay, yeah, I, I, I was gone at that point. I think well, I was. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You were in the blue and gold. That's awesome. Uh, you got your, your your kid has got a chance now, hater. There's you no got, question. Got her some Sky View in her. Oh, That's awesome. Two and, so two and a half year old daughter, right? You mentioned that, uh, or we had talked about yeah, before, so, right? Uh, her name's Blakely Rose, and nice. uh, she's just getting big. And hopefully, uh, one day she can dunk the basketball like I know. <laughs> <laughs> this, you, you two will both love this. Before we let you go, I'm in a three on three old man league. We call it a pro am, but there are no pros involved. Right. <laughs> but we're in the middle of the playoff season. It was Jersey night. All 10 teams had to wear, you know, throwback jerseys. Three right. guys had on WNBA player jerseys. And oh, wow. I was impressed. Brittany Griner, Sue Bird and Tarasi. Wow. I thought to myself, right. Like I got to get a Skylar Diggins jersey and get my yeah. daughter to wear it and I'll rock it with her. Exactly. Right. Oh, man. Hey, Mike Hader, man. So great to have you on catching up with you. I'm lucky, man. We got to see each other at the Bearcat Hoop reunion. We get this catching up across the streams, hometown heroes. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thank you, Kip. Thank you, Kane, for having me on. Great talking with you guys. Uh, good luck in your upcoming coaching seasons. Uh, always looking, you know, looking out, see how everyone's doing and always wishing the best for you guys. Awesome, bud. Appreciate Thanks, it, Hader. Man. Great talking right. to you. Guys, take care. Everybody. Talk soon. See ya. Cross the Streams podcast back. Uh, Kane and I are back together. It's been a while, man. Like I feel like we saw each other in person with the fans, but we have been on the podcast together in at least a month. Yeah, it, it really has been that long. Um, and there's a lot of different reasons why, obviously. <laughs> Schedules come up. Things come up. Um, not to mention the, the two-and-a-half-month-year-old that I'm dealing with on a regular basis. Yep. And, uh, just life in general kind of makes the whole getting on here together difficult. But the good thing is that doesn't mean we can't have ideas and we can't have right. all these different things that are popping in our minds. And, and I know I've written down so many different ideas for future podcasts. Mm -hmm. that, uh, yeah. I, I'm excited about where we're going to continue to go with this thing and some of the topics that we're going to touch upon. And Yeah. You know, and I think this, that's a great segue into, you know, obviously this part of today's podcast, season two, episode nine, our first hometown heroes interview with guys we want to bring back, uh, not bring back is the wrong word, guys that we want to update everybody in Billings, Montana, the great state of Montana, uh, great idea from David Gunn, the podcast guru to us, like, hey, go interview people that we all grew up idolizing. And today we had Mike Hader on from Billings West. So Kane and I want to dive into talking about haters in you. But first, Kane, I, I want to give you a chance, and I got some ideas too. Tell people stuff we've been talking about. Like we're heading in a lot of directions. We already got addition on the drive segment weekly. We've got the bi-weekly uh, listen up segments with David Gunn, as we mentioned before. But I think we've got we've got some other things in the in the warehouse, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, with with my new situation being a new father, we are still going to get the Idiots from Fatherhood podcast going, which will feature myself and a couple of my buddies, good friends. Rennie's uh, officially the father now. I saw yeah. Rennie uh, season two, episode six or seven, Jeff Renevere was on here with us. That's right. That's right. So we'll get Rennie back on here and we'll talk to him about him being a fresh new father. If we can ever track down my other good friend, Dustin Wojtoski, again, he's going by Dustin until <laughs> we can get him on the show. And uh, talk to him. He's got a nine month going on, ten months soon. And then myself, obviously, with a two and a half month old. We're, we want to talk about just 
what it is to be fathers, having gone mm-hmm. from these guys that were, we would even classify ourselves as idiots at times, <laughs> just to, as far as our shenanigans that we would get into, and to now having to be respectable fathers and father figures for these young children and everything that entails. I also want to get my wife on here. Yep. Uh, I know you've had your wife, Kelly, on here a couple different times. I'd love to get Carrie on here just to talk about what it is uh, as far as motherhood and just dealing with me as a father in general. I know that's a task. So we <laughs> Especially got that. now that we're in football season. Oh, yeah. that that is going to be an amazing a podcast. I bet you're just killing fatherhood right now. Oh, dominating it. <laughs> she me all of five minutes a day at this point, which has been brutal for the both of us. So we'll, we'll be able to talk a little bit about that on one of my off days, which will be kind of fun. Yep. And then there's all sorts of just things that are going on in this world that we can dive into. And I want to get down uh, a segment that I'm going to call crazy pills. And, and what crazy pills is going to be about is just some of these things that go on in the world that I read about or I, I watch on, on the news. Uh, I get uh, caught up with on social media when I'm not doing this whole football thing. And I go through all this information and I'm coming to these just natural conclusions. And I feel like they should be just conclusions that everyone else in the world should be coming to. Mm-hmm. But somehow we're not, or, or no one's saying it, or I haven't heard or, or seen enough people saying it or coming to the same conclusion as me. And it makes me feel like I'm crazy. I'm crazy pills. <laughs> Am I taking crazy pills? And that stems from the old, uh, what was it? The Zoolander movie yep. with Will Ferrell's character talking about, Am I on freaking crazy pills here? <laughs> That's what I want to talk about. I'm going to get that segment going as well. I love it. I, you know, and I, I think uh, Cross Streams podcast, Kip and Kay and I own, talking future projects. One thing I want to make sure everybody's paying attention to is we got ourselves on Twitter about a month and a half ago, two months ago. Yeah, yep, that's a good part. to figure out what we want to do with that besides just retweet and announce <laughs> when we have uh, new uh new segments coming up but we also if you notice this week we had an insta poll we had polls that we're trying to get people to, to participate with uh we've also been threading a lot of stuff where we try to break down some of our episodes because you know a podcast can get to an hour and a half hour and 45 um and even though kane and i don't give a damn that they're that long it's fine nope. we like to thread and be able to get get people uh jump and closer to spots in the podcast they might find interesting um and we also have the ability on listen up we've been sharing some of the play some of the recommendations on podcasts from david gunn and got some follow backs from those podcasts so obviously we're moving Ooh, up in the cow right moving up and we got some people asking us to be part of the next listen up segment so uh, mm-hmm. we're missing the boat here kings we i've got hit up on there by three different podcasts that have like a person in director of marketing. So if you want to go ahead and hire somebody, that'd be great. Offer them a couple cold beers and a sandwich because podcasts <laughs> yeah. have people that are in charge of publishing them and they want to be on our next listen up segment. And I'm absolutely going to put them on for a, you know, a little negotiated deal. Man. That we'll get to. Right, man. That's I know. a great idea. It is a great idea. We got to hire somebody. I was going to say, let's put out, let's, let's, I'm putting it out there right now. Interested in being <laughs> our director of marketing? Get at us, tweet at us, text us. If you got our our personal information, find us on yep. Facebook, whatever. Email us, and let's get let's get some interviews going. Let's get yep. some people out there that are interested in the marketing world, yep. or have some experience that that want to help us out. And Anybody out there that are friends are, of yours. in our current financial situation, you are working for your own payment. That's it. Keep all <laughs> royalties. That is it. <laughs> uh, before we jump into React, if nobody knows out there, my wife and I just went on vacation with our kids. We drove from Salem to San Diego, and that is a bit of a haul. It's about you know 20 hours, and we stopped in Sacramento each time, and we actually got a podcast guest lined up there, head football coach, American River Junior College, John Osterhout, Johnny O, doing an yeah. amazing job there guys going to the league i mean he's he's lined up for us during the bye week so we'll see how he he follows through but anyway my wife is an amazing travel planner like she's got it we're gonna have snacks right we're gonna have trail mix Mm -hmm. in the car we got these juices we got these oranges but here's the problem kip on vacation would like to eat like we're on vacation but we've got everything in the car. Like, we don't need to stop for that. We, you don't need a monster. <laughs> I've got the Lexus and you know Edge right here. 
we, you don't need a sandwich. I have trail mix and an orange slice right here. <laughs> yeah. I'm not happy about that. She's right. She's totally right. But I'm irrationally like, I'm on vacation. I want some goddamn Taco Bell. <laughs> I want some M&Ms. Yes. I, want, I want a Pepsi. I want a Monster. Yes. yes. We're yes. in Redding, California, and it looks like Mad Max Thunderdome because of the fires. <laughs> I don't want to eat healthy. I don't want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich we made last night. <laughs> and we got down to, you know, thank God her parents are, you know, very generous people and let us use their timeshare in San Diego. But that comes with a full kitchen. You know what that equals? Grocery okay. store. And we make dinners yes. on vacation yes. like we're at home. <laughs> what? And she's right. I'm saying this. She's listening. She's going to be mad. She's right. That's what we should do. And it saves us money. But guess what sucks? We don't go out to eat. Well, I'm on vacation in San Diego. I want to go get a street taco. <laughs> Oh, oh man, that's classic. That. Like I want all the listeners to picture me right now in my car, and Kelly's giving me that look right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's jump into reacts. Mike Hater, where you want to go with it? How do we? I mean, I thought it was awesome. So yeah. much fun for us, Skyview Nation. Don't hate on us. We had a West High guy first, JP Williams, Skyview infamous athlete, famous is next week. Yeah, yeah. So so lay off. We'll, we'll have plenty <laughs> of Skyview grads. I mean. Come yeah, on. we give Skyview love all the time on here, but we right. got to we got to give some love to the Billings West West Golden Bear legend that is Mike Hayer. Yep, and it's funny because we we were pretty soft on him when it came to those questions. We did, yeah, um, because we could have brought up some things that I remember as a kid. Our mom and dad pointed out to us specifically our mom as far as you will not act like that on the court. <laughs> <laughs> when you were talking about how the whole comes family, to mind. The whole, yeah, the whole Fab Five thing and, and how they kind of took over that uh, persona uh, on the court for Billings West, and they did. I mean, they really yeah. did, but they they backed it up. They won games. But, man, did they let you know that they were good. Mm. And they flaunted mm-hmm. it in your face on a regular basis, and yep. Hader was the captain of that. Yep. And I just re- remember vividly our, our mother telling us that you will if you ever act like that on the court – I will pull your ass off the court quickly. <laughs> hey, so. that's hilarious because I want you to picture Rhonda Ione, our mother, going to Santa Fe Reds after the Bobcats won a game. Yeah. Haters there. There's a lot of hugging. There's a lot of, hey, this is so <laughs> awesome. But also, they'll flash back to 92 when Haters putting 30 on Dad's Skyview Falcons. <laughs> and Mom, I'm almost positive, was double birding him from the <laughs> – I could guarantee you. We not have seen it, but I can guarantee you it was happening somehow, some way. Yes. I yeah. was fascinated with – I did not – I knew nothing about his connection that he should have been – you know, he was supposed to be at senior. Danny mm-hmm. Sullivan was at senior. Yeah. Like, that changes the whole dynamic of the history of Billings basketball if senior keeps Danny Sullivan instead of West getting him. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking about J.R. Camel versus senior, not haters, Golden Bears. Yeah. How crazy is that? Like I said on there – that. They started the transfer. They started the uh, the jumping from school to school or recruiting your buddy to come to your high school or, or whatever. And, and it was going on back then. We just didn't know it. And, right. uh, you know, Coach Coach Doug Robinson ended up with a pretty good team in, in return. Obviously, he had nothing to do with the whole recruitment. At least I don't think so, Coach Robinson. Yeah. Coach, Coach Robinson <laughs> and his, his two sons, Shane and Danny. Um, Got to give a shout out to those guys. Love the Robinson family. But um, but it was cool just listening to, to coach or to Hader talk about Coach Robinson and the impact that he had on on his life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it's just cool bringing up those those days because I mean that that was us growing up, man. Yep. Uh, our dad, like you said, coaching Skyview and we watching these guys play, and it's like, man, now we're all supposedly grown up, and and uh, but we can still go back and listen. And, um, yeah, what. I was um, the thing that I, I one of the things that was really interesting to me was just trying to figure out how they played a ton in the offseason. Yeah. You know, that story from him about, you know, because there was an AAU, there was one week, he's totally right, where maybe if you're lucky enough, you go to the travel team from Montana. Remember, those games were put in the paper. Yeah. Like Mike Hader from West had 12, and this guy from Helena High had 13 and a loss to Philly. Mm-hmm. You know, but like I'm trying to remember, how did we play? Did we just play in the backyard? Because he was talking about going to Terry Park. We didn't go to you know Sandstone Elementary to play games. 
No, every once in a while, I remember we we would try and organize stuff and and end up at uh, you know wherever outdoor court, but there wasn't a every day. Right. Those guys are playing at four o'clock on this specific park in the Heights. There wasn't yeah. that. There was the open gyms in the summer mm-hmm. every day where you could go up to the open gym, but it would be a you know however many guys you were lucky if you could get a five on five game right. up there. Right. And so I I listened to that and I was almost pissed off to a certain extent. Like, man, where was that for us? Yes. On our side or up in the Heights, maybe we could have been that much better or more competitive if that was going on up there. You know what? If we had had even known. He made a great point. There's no cell phones. Yeah. Right. So imagine if we had cell phones then, like even I know my group, we had a great rivalry with the guys at Central. Mm -hmm. Zach Robbins, Rob Lambert, uh, Darcy Merchant, like all those guys, but we didn't have like we would have been texting like where are we playing today? Yeah, like the series is twenty two twenty three. Where are we playing game forty six today? Mm-hmm. But you couldn't back then. You I know Central. Remember Central had open gym every Sunday. Yeah, I remember everybody that. came there. Eastern Montana college players came to that. Rocky came to that. Like that was the only place to really coordinate and get five on five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it was uh, and. Man, that that would have been a lot of fun to be able to yeah. be a part to participate in those games on a regular basis. But uh, and then I really enjoyed him kind of talking about that that the game that state championship game and it brought back those memories for us. Obviously, sitting there and watching it and dude, I cried. I'm not kidding you. Like I've told him that at Bearcat Hoop reunions, I cried yeah. with him. I was yeah. bawling when they lost. Yep, yep. And it was it, the talent on that court was phenomenal, man. Between mm-hmm. the two teams. I think there's what four or five uh, that went to to went on to play for either U- University of Montana or Montana State. Yep. Uh, made, yeah, I was going to say there's probably like, another message like a baseball like draftee. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so I mean, just all sorts of talent on the court on both sides of the bo- on both sides of, and man, it was fun to listen to that. Um, and then obviously you guys are, are capable of of sharing. Uh, the same same experience. Mm-hmm. This part is fun. It was kind of cool where you and him shared the same or shared. Wow, speak much. <laughs> <laughs> you you two shared that same experience of going from Billings out to Oregon and going yeah. to Willamette and experiencing that jump. And then he goes to Bozeman at age twenty two to thirty five and spends his time in Bozeman, kind of growing up mm-hmm. essentially a second time. He's basically an adoptive bobcat by you guys, isn't yeah. he? Oh, yeah, 100%. Dude, Hader was a legend in Bozeman. <laughs> the time he left that place, uh, not only for his uh, being the the guy at Santa Fe Reds. If you went to Santa Fe Reds, you knew that you were going to somehow interact with, with Mike Hader, uh, yeah. whether he was at the bar, whether he was uh, still doing the waiter deal. Um, but he was Santa Fe Reds, basically. And then, obviously, like he mentioned, he played a lot of basketball. He, again, became a legend around the town as far as City League basketball. I remember guarding him a couple different times uh, when I ventured in the City League. King to myself, man, this is this is my cater. This is my chance. This is Isn't my opportunity yes. to shut down. In my mind, I've always like, yeah, man, I'll shut down my cater. <laughs> give, me that, give me that chance. I'm going to shut him down. And no, I'll tell you, that did not happen. Hater put up however many points on me, just like he did on every other, but everybody else that tried to guard the dude. Right. Um, so he became a legend in his own right in Bozeman and then makes another cross the street moment to to jump down to, to Denver. So in my mind, I was like, man, he's got some tremendous parallels with you going from mm-hmm. Billings to Salem. And then with myself, as far as the parallels of being in Bozeman for a long period of time. Yeah. Really set. I mean, getting some deep roots in Bozeman. Yeah. Great friends there, great life. But this opportunity came that you just can't pass up. Right. And this opportunity to own his own place and, and uh, down in Denver, another a great, awesome, awesome, big city. And just to venture out and he jumps all over it, gets out of his comfort zone and now is doing tremendous things. And so in my mind, I'm like, man, very similar to myself yeah. as far as the very long extended time in Bozeman, very deep roots, uh, amazing family and friends there. And, but this opportunity in Seattle came up and there's no way I'm passing up mm-hmm. on it. 
And right. it's been an awesome experience for me thus far. So you know, it's crazy. You said, can you imagine telling ourselves when we were nine and six or 11 and eight, however old we were when Mike, when he was at his peak, right, in Billings? Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys are going to end up with a pretty good relationship with this guy. Kip, you're going to go to the same college and, and <laughs> yeah. forever. Yeah. Watch you and be a part of your career at Montana State and afterwards. And you guys are going to have him on a podcast. It's going to be fine. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Even like just thinking back, that guy was like, cause I think in Montana, because you don't have a pro team. Yep. The idols become either a Bobcat and a Grizz guy, or it's your local high school star. Like I remember Trent Hikus from Great Falls High. Like if I saw Trent Hikus today, I would still be like, "Can I have your autograph?" (laughs) Forty years old. You know, question. (laughs) No question. Hikus was our guy for the longest time. Once Hater left, I think we latched on to Hikus. There's no doubt. Yep. Oh man, Uh, I was really impressed. I didn't know anything about. I've always enjoyed learning business stuff. Yep. Um, So the liquor license discussion, you know, it's per county size, and that supply and demand restriction drives the demand through the roof in Montana. No idea. I mean, just get me my my mule. You know. Yeah. Exactly. I had no idea either. I I always wondered what kind of took him out of Bozeman to start the business, and now that makes total sense. It makes absolute total sense. And then. The fact that he was talking about how Denver differentiates from Montana or the climate in Denver, I had no idea. Yes, no, I, I no until idea. like I got on there until I recruited the state and found the loyalty that kids have to it, and then I've heard like the exact lines haters said. I've had every Colorado parent tell me in my office mm-hmm. on the phone in recruiting. Oh no, we have we have more sunny days in Florida. You know, like, what? But growing up, you're like, I just remember John Elway in a blizzard. You guys are cold. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Tell me on this sunshine state crap or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That made a lot of sense. I was fascinated by the concept of the two bars in the same location for different Mm -hmm. demos. Mm -hmm. I thought that was amazing. That was a really cool Mm -hmm. cool insight into their thinking. One thing I didn't get asked, he's got a business partner, right? And if place is called Haters. Did he beat him in one-on-one for that? <laughs> uh, yeah, that would have been a great question. That would have been a great question. I, I went to Haters last year. I took some of my seniors. Um, long story short, we had a death in the in the team family, and we went to support a teammate in Denver. And we went to Haters after the funeral for dinner. And Hater wasn't there, but he got me a table, called everybody. He was at in the freaking suite at the Pepsi Center for the Avalanche game. Oh, geez. Of course, he's probably a legend in Denver now. Guaranteed. But I went to the bar and I said, hey, Mike said, and he goes, which one of the Mike's? Because his business partner's first name is Mike. <laughs> Once again, it's haters. It's not Mike and Mike's bar. It's haters. Yeah. He did something there. He pulled something. <laughs> yeah, man. So, no, it was, uh, that was, it was interesting that the whole, when they chose to open the bar and just that initial scare of, oh, wow, the Rocky season is going to end here. Yeah. We're in downtown Denver and right next to the stadium, there's going to be no baseball games for however long. How are we going to do this? And just the the fact that, and that's probably a lot of people that have their own boat businesses is that initial just scary time of, mm-hmm. man, are we going to make it? Yeah. Are we going to make it? it? Yeah. And then once you just grind through that initial scare and initial just uh, uncomfortable situation, in the end, it usually turns out pretty good. Right. And I thought it was a a fascinating pivot they had to make when they were just going to take over an established successful place and basically manage first, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then they're like, nope, nope. you're going to start this empty space. It's yours. Get it done. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Here Cross the stream. Hop the stream. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Here, I mean, man. So no, it was that was a lot of fun. Uh, and he mentioned that as far as the parallels between his sports growing up, is just being involved in sports and sports being kind of his world for a long time, and and how that has helped him in the business world. And and it it no matter how many times we do this, that always seems to be a yes. common theme. Absolutely. Uh, Mike Hader reacts to hometown heroes. And I think one thing we would love, I know you and I have talked about audience participation. Anybody out there from the Billings area, you got a hometown hero. We'll expand it to a home state hero if you need to. We like telling stories about people from Billings, people from Montana in general. 
Uh, hit us up, DM us on Twitter, Cross the Streams Podcast, at I Own No Question for Kane, at Kip I Own for me. We've got an idea. We've got lists. Obviously, if you're a Skyview fan, you're going to love our list because a lot of Skyview people. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're looking for guys from Central, guys from West. We need somebody from Senior to speak up and say the Bronx are doing this, this guy. Yeah. Get us some yeah. connections. And Kane and I have brainstormed a lot of a lot of names we want to bring on and, and highlight, but we'll take we'll take audience submission for sure. Is some submission is that that sounds weird. I should yeah, submission. <laughs> what audience participation or ideas? There we go. There we go. <laughs> Cross the streams podcast, season two, episode nine. Side break.